0: I don't know, Chris. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think of any any set piece that I looked at and like thoroughly enjoyed. I'm not going to say there's I mean, n- define
1: thoroughly enjoyed. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spore the Warning Podcast. This is review number 505 with our review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. I'm Christopher Schneezy.
0: And I'm Stephen Miller.
1: And for joining us for the first time, the Spore the Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the show, we're going to dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest film releases coming to a theater near you. This week, we are taking on the uh, the latest film in the Jurassic uh, franchise, the Jurassic saga. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know what to call this this. Collection of films now, um, but it's the second of like the sort of reboot-ish sequels type films. Um, big film, probably gonna make a ton of money.
0: Um, I think it already has. I think the number I heard was it already broke like seven hundred million or something worldwide over the weekend, which is insane. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Just, I, I think it's on track to make a hell of a lot of money.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the juggernaut that cannot be stopped. Um, and uh, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna potentially try to stop it. We'll see. <laughs> uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna be talking about this film. Um,
0: I'm either gonna try to stop it or try to save it. I haven't decided ethically what I'm supposed to do yet. <laughs>
1: um, but yeah, so as we were sitting down to record just now. Uh, I wanted a quick refresher to see what we had thought of the last Jurassic World film. And it turns out we did not do a review of that film. Hmm. Um, we're tr- we've been trying to like go back and piece the reviews we did around the time that that film came out and try to figure out what happened. It's possible that Steven was away. And I think it was right around the time that I moved up to the Bay Area.
0: It, it is possible we chose to review Me and Earl and the Dying Girl and not Jurassic World. <laughs> that, that feels like something I would have pushed for in 2015. Uh,
1: that is, this is possible. Well, that is what we did. Um but uh you know here we are. It's a reckoning. Um we 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 are now forced to take on this giant uh just giant uh prehistoric beast that is the Jurassic World film. Um so yeah I don't I don't know. You are you are you excited to talk about this Stephen?
0: I don't know. I I can't tell this it's the sort of movie that should, no matter what happens, be fun to talk about. But I I can't tell yet. <laughs> I can't tell yeah. if it's gonna be an enjoyable dive into this thing or if it's just <laughs> going to be like aggravating. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean th- this is if, I mean for for long-time listeners of the show, you know, because we we I, I think we've talked about it generally on the podcast is that Stephen and I, we don't always see the films together, but we do our best to to not say our true thought. Like sometimes we'll let slip a little thing or like this isn't a, this isn't a thought about my opinion, but We just need to talk about this one moment in the film. We'll we'll have these little discussions. And uh, this morning, um, was it this morning? Maybe it was yesterday.
0: Uh, I've made no qualms about expressing my feelings about this movie.
1: Steven came in and sat down next to me. And uh, I won't say what he said because I don't want to spoil the next two minutes. uh, I loved it. um, (laughs) But he came down and he's he's like, hmm. He's like, did you see, did you see Jurassic World? I'm like, yeah. He's like, cool, cause X. Yeah. <laughs> and he just blurted out his feelings on the film. Um, and uh, top five. I, I, I poker faced it as good as I could. Mm. <laughs> um, but yeah, we we are here. We're gonna talk about it. So why delay any longer? Let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom, and then come back and give you a review.
0: She's dragged. Okay.
1: Are you okay? I'm okay.
0: How many can you save?
1: Eleven species. Blue is the last of her kind.
0: You'll never capture her.
1: We thought you might know someone who could help. A rescue op? What could go wrong?
0: Hey Blue, you know me. Come with me. You know you can't stay here. Back your men up right now.
1: It was all a lie. The man who proved raptors can follow orders. You never thought how many millions a trained predator might be worth? They're gonna sell them. Not Blue. They need it for something else
0: that They made it. This is the most dangerous creature that ever walked the Earth. I say we shut this whole thing down. Hey, girl. You think what I'm thinking?
1: Genetic power has now been unleashed. You can't put it back in the box. come here i'll be all right these creatures were here before us and if we're not careful they're gonna be here after welcome to jurassic world so that was the trailer for Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. It is the uh, follow-up to Jurassic World. Um, essentially, all that you know, in the last film, they uh, didn't learn from the mistakes of the first park they tried to create. They tried to create a bigger and crazier park with some genetically modified don- dinosaurs and all sorts of stuff. And of course, as things do, things went awry, and the park broke down, and lots of people got eaten and killed. And now, everyone who could escape from the island, and everybody's safe except for the dinosaurs. Um, there turns out to be a volcano. It's not, I, I, don't, I don't remember from the film whether or not it was thought to be a dormant volcano and then it suddenly became active or if it was always active. But essentially, there's a volcano on the island that is threatening the life of these creatures, which are technically endangered. Um, and, uh, you know, some some animal rights activists want them to be saved. Some people who used to work in the park want to be saved. And essentially some group of, People decide to go back to the island and try to potentially rescue some of the dinosaurs before the volcano goes off. And uh, things carry on from there. Uh, Stephen Miller, what did you think of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom?
0: I So w- when I d- discussed the first movie, because we talked about it in some episode of the podcast at some point, like briefly before another review, I think, Um w- I think what I said is it didn't surprise me that the first Chris, Pat, Chris Pratt reboot, I don't know what we should call it, just Jurassic World. Everyone will know that's the first one. Um, it didn't surprise me that that movie was dumb or not <laughs> artful or like not incredible. None of that was surprising. None of that is what I would have signed up for when I'm seeing an enormous blockbuster reboot of Jurassic Park with Chris Pratt in it. Um What surprised me was how joyless it felt. And by joyless, I mean that movie had like huge CG effects, it had dinosaurs, it had wonder, it had all these things that the original Jurassic Park was so good at like eliciting fear or awe from little things like seeing a dinosaur not even fully up close seeing you know a glass of water ripple from from the stomping of something in the distance and the jurassic world movie just felt like it didn't share any of that joy it was just crank it up to 11 and let's watch it you know yeah c- catch on fire um this movie makes that movie look like the godfather to me i feel like <laughs> what? i i feel like jurassic world fallen kingdom is so perplexingly bad and devoid of a point of view and devoid of lovable characters or character motivation or even a single action set piece that would be entertaining. I like, I couldn't stand this movie. I thought this movie was outrageously bad. <laughs> um, I think, like, even just the way the movie starts makes that clear. We're being introduced again to Bryce Dallas Howard and... Um, chris pratt's character i see i don't even remember the character names because of how little i care claire and owen um we're introduced to claire again and i guess this is the same character that we've known before but she is like a thousand percent different from anything the first movie had set up as to who she is at all she's Ste- like
1: steven if you almost got eaten by a dinosaur you would be a thousand percent different as well. well
0: she's like a uh wide-eyed leader of a foundation that's there to Save the dinosaurs, and she's raising money for it. And Chris Pratt is like standoffish, and he's been off in his place for a long time. And just from the get go, I feel like I don't know these characters at all. Like I've watched two hours, two and a half hours of them before, and apparently I don't know who they are at all because they have no point of view. Like they they have nothing to latch onto at all. And the movie just unfolds with the the worst side characters. There's I I have a bullet point here that's just fuck Franklin. (laughs) that's like one of the side characters who's like maurice from the it crowd but shrunk down a little bit (laughs) Um, this movie just like throw there are just all these characters that are thrown in to be like oh they they probably need like a another person like a young person to be like a hacker oh what if he screams funny no no don't make the editing make that funny in any way just like toss off some funny sounding screams while cg is happening around him like the the whole movie just unfolds in this very, very, very joyless, unpleasant way to me. Like I, I found it to be the most slogging like two hours or whatever <laughs> ever. I, I really, really dislike this movie. I can I can nitpick more, but that that's my general takeaway.
1: Oh wow, Stewart. Wow. Um yeah, so when when I got home from seeing this film, you're right, it is very long. I was fucking exhausted. <laughs> like I just wanted to like sit down and like sit on my computer and just do some emails and I just like passed out on my bed cuz I was just fucking tired from having been through this whole film. Um I think that if you were going to try to Argue that this was a, a, a well written film, <laughs> it would be an impossible thing to do mm-hmm. because this film is incredibly dumb. Um, I don't, I don't, though, think this is technically a bad movie. Wow,
0: <laughs> I thought maybe this was gonna happen. <laughs> I thought the the coy looks you were giving when I was trashing it earlier today.
1: Um, all right, but, so I mean, it. It, it is dumb. Yeah. I will not try to argue that it's not far be
0: it from me to care if something's dumb, by the way.
1: I, I, I think that. If you cut half of the bullet points of what this film is out of the film, you have a pretty good Jurassic Park film. If this is just, hey, we need to go back to the island and rescue dinosaurs before the volcano goes out. If that was it. If there oh, like was
0: the movie pretends it's going to be.
1: <laughs> yeah. If, they, if, if, this, if that was it. If that was the whole plot was just like, oh shit, dinosaurs are alive now. They are extinct. We should try to save them. Like... I mean, for, for let's completely bar the fact that the entire existence of dinosaurs comes from the fact that they can just clone dinosaurs. That's how, how the series started. Right. So you can never really have extinct animals in a world where you can clone any animal. Mm-hmm. But let's just, let's just put that kind of stuff aside. Just, just don't think about that kind of stuff. If this was just, hey, let's take a few people who are still alive from last time and take them back there— to help just track down some of the dinosaurs that we want to keep and maybe move them off into a nature preserve somewhere that isn't a volcano and is, mm. isn't about to explode. This movie would be halfway decent. Mm. I think that, like, I don't think that it is joyless. I think that there are genuine moments of... Uh, like, if you forgive the stupidity of the characters... So we're going to get they're... into the spoilers, by
0: the way. Yeah, yeah
1: we'll, we'll get into spoilers. Okay. But, but I think there are genuine, genuine moments of, like, like good set pieces that are at least entertaining in the fact that just, like, the craziness of what's happening. They are all, to the discredit of the film, they are all visual allusions to every set piece in the previous films. Like, literally, they're they're not shot-for-shot shot remakes, but they're like, hey, remember when there was, like, people running and a bunch of gallimimus were running behind them what if we did that but like every dinosaur Mm. and also volcanoes and lava like
0: it it made it like a roland emmerich destruction movie non-stop visual expected like john john cusack in a limousine (laughs) to like go flying by and drive off the cliff
1: next to the thing but it's it's just i like i think like this film is problem after problem after problem but it is also kind of an all right ride like i i just think that like if you forgive if you forgive anything related to the plan of anybody in this film and you just stick to like are there people are there big ass dinosaurs are there lava (laughs) (laughs) and you just like watch those scenes and kind of have fun with them like i i will watch chris pratt do Whatever the fuck he wants to do, right? And there, he like I I find him entertaining and charismatic, even when he's fucking up the Avengers' plans and stuff like that. Like I I think he, I I like watching him. Um, Bryce Dallas Howard take her, leave her. Um, she's fine. Um, but like it, it, there's there's nothing stand out about this film. But I think there are genuine moments that feel like a good uh, dinosaur horror film, right? <laughs> and and and. When you think about the mechanics of how we got to that moment, dumb as fuck. Sure. When characters are like, hey, uh, they got a little paper uh, saying uh, something's coming down this tunnel. What should we do? Oh, Stand in front of the tunnel with your back turned towards it? Sure, yeah. sure. Like, characters make stupid decisions. But the actual, like, individual moments once the shit hits the fan are entertaining to me. Like, I think they feel good. There are moments of, like, genuine, like, like I wasn't scared scared but like there were moments where like i felt the tension i was like yeah this is kind of cool oh, this is fun like i, I feel it Are again. we talking about
0: like moments in the original like the movie as it was going to be or in what the movie becomes later
1: in what it was going to be like okay. I, I i think that like the the individual moments taken out of the context of what the stupid ass story is are great and i think that that is enough to sustain the watchability of the film if you think for a second about anything related to the plot of this movie you just go like fuck this shit like this is really dumb and stupid like
0: so i guess the thing is i i i hear you and i want to be clear i am not disliking this movie because because i think too like i like geostorm more than this movie <laughs> which <laughs> thinking, I, I never saw it but th- thinking is definitely not the problem here um for me, there was just – it was so by the numbers, and I think the big difference, which we'll probably need to mostly dive into spoilers to talk about, is what are these set pieces that you did find, like, individually stunning? Because I'll tell you, for the first, like, 25 and, and I, minutes – By the way, I,
1: never, I didn't say the word stunning. Sure, sure. <laughs> I <laughs> said entertaining. Yeah, entertaining. Because <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll say for the first, like, 25 minutes of the movie, there's there's a point – fairly early into the movie where it splits from being the movie we thought it was going to be into the movie that it is right. The yeah. movie we thought it was going to be is, I don't think it's too spoilery to say, you know, they're going to try to save the animals and then it turns out there's an evil plan instead. And they're not like yeah. that. Of course, that's what the movie is. And the, the moment that that flip happens is like on the precipice of being a really good moment in the movie. It has like a kind of how to train your Dragony vibe, of Chris Pratt and Blue. We know Blue is in this movie. That's yeah. not a spoiler either. Chris Pratt meeting Blue again and Blue is like kind of wild and untamed and this problem of how are we going to rescue these animals after so long and were we really projecting so much humanity on them when we were like empathizing with them when in reality they're untamable creatures in the wild. Um that all feels really good. Until a fucking tranquilizer dart happens. And every moment after that movie was just like a nonstop avalanche to me of the movie not getting the point and not knowing what is entertaining and like not caring about the characters or about the feelings or anything that would make a set piece entertain me. Like in order to be entertained, I need to be latched onto some anchor within the set piece where I'm like, yes, I am looking through their eyes and I feel... I feel how big this event is because of X, and instead I felt like I was just watching a disaster movie, like shit happening to extras, because everyone is an extra in this movie because no one has a soul or a personality that, or. That's a point. the thing.
1: That's the thing is so nothing is emotionally poignant in this film at all. There is there are no emotional entertainment. There is no emotional entertainment value in this film. Like there is there is there are two scenes involving a brachiosaurus that both felt like on dead heart to me, yeah. right? Like I would just like I I mean whatever. Like it's not the same, right? You know. Guys! Wait. <laughs> like if an old man walking with a cane isn't going, "Welcome to Jurassic Park." <laughs> it is just not the same, right? Yeah. Uh like and seeing like Grant pull off his glasses and take off his hat and like go, like, "Oh shit, I'm looking at fucking dinosaurs." It's not the same when a bunch of people who are there to rescue dinosaurs go like, "Oh my god, it's a dinosaur." Like yeah. that that's not I don't and, I don't uh, feel that
0: Franklin has to open his big mouth immediately. Like,
1: Guys, can we go back in the car? <laughs> well I gotta hand on Franklin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't like he drove me well, I mean I don't I I should be clear, as with most movies, the actors are not the problem to me. It's the way their characters are written to serve a thing. I I just felt like he is the epitome of, like, very lazy writing, where they're like, we're just going to throw all these aside. He's going to be the new Chris Pratt, because Chris Pratt has to be, like, Harrison Ford now. He's going to be all stoic for the most part, and the cool action hero. So we need a new little character who's going to be, like, making jokes or referencing not wanting to be there or things like that. And it... It just felt so atonal while the world was going to hell around him. <laughs> I don't know. I, I didn't like Franklin.
1: I, I literally didn't care about any character in this film. But there's something fun about watching these dinosaurs just eat them. <laughs> 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 and, 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 and like, th- this is... this. This is a slasher film with dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and I think it executes on that. It's like you said, it's 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 Roland Emmerich meets Freddy Krueger. If Freddy Krueger was a Velociraptor hybrid, fucking dinosaur or something or other, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it's the uh, fucking nano raptor or whatever yeah. it's called. <laughs> it, it, like it's there is. There is like, there is a level of stupid, this is like Jason in space or whatever, right? Where you're just like, oh, you're like, whatever, fucking show, put, put this in my brain. Like, like, I ain't got nothing better to do. Let me see this. And there there is a level of stupid awesomeness from this film that is enjoyable. Like I, 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 and like I said, th- this film opens with uh, minor spoilers for the opening of this film. Some people in a little submarine are trying to get the bones from the fucking the whatever the 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 thing that they made yeah. uh at the in the last film uh so they genetically engineered a dinosaur which whose name is escaping me right now and uh these people are trying to steal one of the bones from the carcass at the bottom of the, like the giant prehistoric alligator creature thing right the problem is there is two maybe three people who know that that dinosaur was eaten by the snake the the alligator thing because those are the three people who were alive at the end of the movie that almost got eaten by that thing before they were rescued and i don't think they went home and was like dude i i the freaking the uh, uh, thing rescued us and then it he probably right down there it probably didn't eat the whole freaking thing it probably just killed it and put it at the bottom of the water like mm. there, like every single thing is like wait Remember that other dinosaur? What if, like, they wanted that dinosaur's bones to do genetic stuff from, even though that one was made in a lab, so that genetic material should exist already in a lab? Like, this is a dumb movie. It's so dumb.
0: But, but like, I'll tell you, that opening part, I was fine with. I, I'm totally on board for the cheesy slasher, like, the, like chomp or whatever, whatever that movie about the giant shark maybe chomp is just what it says
1: <laughs> the meg the new movie that's are, are coming there out
0: two giant shark movies coming out
1: the, the new one is called the meg
0: yeah yeah okay uh so the trailer for the meg played before this movie and when this movie opens it feels like that and it's, it's fine a megalodon. it's fine it's silly I'm, I'm cool with silly i'm cool with skyscraper i'm cool i'm cool with silly and
1: this movie needed Dwight Schrute in it. The,
0: the, the problem is though, those moments that are just pure goofball, right? And the characters are all extras, and it doesn't make sense what they're doing. But we know a giant dinosaur is going to come and wreak havoc. That's all fine, like when it's countered with something else. Like for me, there there has to be a break from the exhaustion. Otherwise, I'm just numb to it. I don't get joy out of it anymore. And this movie doesn't. It doesn't give you a break. Like, it doesn't give me anything else but those throwaway scenes of extras getting killed by dinosaurs. It gives
1: you a little bit of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I, I,
0: to me, like, that that's an insulting part. Is oh, th- th- the movie implies that he's going to be in this movie rather than it seems like they got him for 20 minutes and just filmed him at wherever he happened to be. And, like, Jeff, mugged the camera and... Riff, like, do a Pat Oswald type filibuster about chaos theory for 30 minutes, and then we're going to use like five minutes of it throughout the movie. The,
1: the dumbest thing about the way they use Jeff Goldblum is so he's like at like a it, it's not so like, it's like a, a Senate hearing. Yeah, it's sort of a Senate hearing, but it's in a normal courthouse, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's some. It, he, he's basically talking to people about whether or not we should be saving the dinosaurs. And he's giving this one monologue in this one room. But the way they cut it is they split up his monologue to being before and after the events of this film. Yeah. And they cut back to it. And it's like, so either this motherfucker was filibustering for like three days straight yeah. or... They just, for whatever reason, cut back to it with some sort of weird illusion to try to give weight to the context. And rest also, of the film. his
0: point changes like three times throughout the monologue. It's like, we, we created them, and they're dangerous, and we shouldn't help them, but nature will find a way, and we will, and chaos happens, and that's okay, because it was always—it's a part of nature that chaos happens. Should we do it? it always happens, they might outlive it. He's just like saying phrases that don't...
1: There's like no... It, it. I'm trying to remember now what he was saying based on what I think you're just confusing me. His point was that we shouldn't have done it in the first place, and now we should let them die.
0: But then at the end of the movie, in the same monologue, his point sounds like he's saying there's no stopping them, you can't put it back in the box. Like, yeah, because we already did it.
1: And if they survive on their own, mm-hmm. we will one day live... In a Jurassic World. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I don't know, Chris. I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to think of any any set piece that I looked at and, like, thoroughly enjoyed. I'm not going to say there's... I mean,
1: define thoroughly enjoyed. Like, I think they're fun enough. Like, the... Like, I mean, I was joking at at dinner tonight before we started recording that, like, that uh, there's a scene with a person who has been tranked trying to unbe-tranked, which I thought rivaled the Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, Quaaludes moment. Like, I, I just thought, like, there was, there was, it wasn't about this asshole who was in his own head being better than he was, and then you're seeing this sort of funny thing of this terrible moment that he had. This was, like, somebody who's funny, who realizes they're they're in danger trying to get out of danger without the ability to do that like yeah, I'll, it, I'll there, there's that a part, different that context part was fine it.
0: The thing is all the remotely fine parts you're mentioning happen like within a five minute window of each <laughs> other <laughs> i feel like that that is all the movie has going for it before it just shits the bed like most of this movie most of this movie doesn't take place on the island i don't know the exact ratio of the movie but i feel like it's got to be like one third to two thirds at at best for the island stuff Hey, and some
1: of it takes place traveling from the island, yeah, in, <laughs> or to the island.
0: In like that bit, and we'll get into it in spoilers. That is an example of the movie seeming to have no idea what energy it ought to have because there's a moment where characters are on the run, and all of a sudden we're just in a fucking place, and nobody gives a shit if they're going to get caught, if they're going to get recognized. The, yeah. the pace just changes a hundred percent, and I don't know why. Like I. I don't understand the like, pacing of this movie at all. Like,
1: like I said, this movie is poorly written. Right, but, but I it think, has big fucking dinosaurs but I that think eat pacing, people.
0: I think pacing problems like that hurt the set pieces. That in in order for me to enjoy an actual set piece, I need to be in the spirit of fun, right? I need to be primed for it, right? Like, you gotta buy me dinner first, and then give me the giant <laughs> dinosaurs. Running from lava, and
1: I, I'm just saying, I don't need a lot, I just want a little dinosaur tooth now and again, <laughs> and that's just all I need to be happy with what I'm doing over here.
0: Yeah, I don't know, I couldn't. It, it wasn't my brain that couldn't get over the dumbness of it, it's that the dumbness infected the pacing of it in a way that removed my ability to find joy in what it was doing. Yeah, the, it felt like insultingly dumb to me for the the budget they spent on this shit, the amount of time I'm sure it took to come up with it and decide what to do with their committee of like 100 action figure salesmen or whatever who decided what would happen in this movie. Like, it just all felt very bland and vanilla. And yeah, like, so that's what I mean by there's a joylessness in the sense that I feel like no one involved in this movie <laughs> has fun making this movie i don't feel like chris pratt wants to be there i don't feel like bryce dallas howard wants to be there god yeah. knows she wasn't hey. given an interesting character to work Cr- with she chris she's alternating Pat- between chris pratt like
1: didn't want to be there bryce dallas howard, howard made him go that's
0: true <laughs> it's just there she's alternating in like every 10 minutes of the movie between tears and what's going to happen to the dinosaurs versus not caring or caring but in a completely different way and is she in charge or is she the damsel in distress that he's saving like i feel like the movie just has no idea what it wants to do with with these characters uh and then when you get to the fucking end we're, we're just gonna have to go into spoilers for it M- macy god damn it macy <laughs>
1: yeah i mean she's really only there to be chased by
0: dinosaurs <laughs> like,
1: it it doesn't it doesn't like it. Uh.
0: There's a moment when Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt meet Macy for the first time that is like the perfect summary of how little this movie understands anything about how characters are supposed to operate. It's just like it, it feels like every scene of this movie was made independent from every other scene of this movie, and someone was like, "Oh, you know what we need." we need a scene that is heartfelt. And then, like, somebody, like, wrote the word heartfelt on a whiteboard, and they're, like, little girl crying, Chris Pratt. <laughs> hey there, little fella. What are you doing? <laughs> like, it's it just, fit, like, it doesn't fit with what came before. It doesn't fit with what came after. It doesn't serve anything. And the, the whole movie just felt like that to me, like a jumble of scenes that don't, don't build enough energy for me to have fun with... Uh, The tumble—it's like a roller coaster, where you just like splice apart, like you just like jumble all the ups and downs, and so in the end, it's just like this weird jerky, like (laughs) instead of a fun like build up and then free fall. I don't know, it—it felt really weird to me. I did not have any fun watching this.
1: I think so. First of all. Uh, I believe you saw this in XD, and I saw this in Dolby, whatever, yeah. like the, the whatever. So
0: we both spent more money on it than we needed to. Uh, I
1: used Cinemia t- to buy my ticket, so I technically spent $0, even though I officially spent $9 for the whole month. Uh, but anyways, that's unimportant to the story. Uh, the, the thing I was going to say, though, is like, this is a film where everybody's scared that a volcano's going to explode. And in my theater, at least in the Dolby Theater... It feels like a volcano is going to explode until the volcano explodes, right? Like characters are just walking around and just like And like you feel your, your seat shaking. You, you mean
0: in the total of seven minutes of screen time between landing on the island and the volcano exploding?
1: <laughs> hey, hey. It still. not can happen in seven minutes, it bro? It still was a cool feeling. <laughs> <laughs> just imagine if you saw this in D Box. <laughs> uh. Good times.
0: Mm. We should but, we
1: should go into spoilers. But before, but my, my last point is I'll say that is this is like, this is like a mediocre film that is just very expensive, and there's some level of enjoyment of like yeah, I'm eating a forty dollar steak, <laughs> and you're like I'm gonna enjoy this a little bit because it's way larger than it needs to be, and it tastes it's like you're being slapped decent. in the face with
0: a forty dollar steak. That was microwaved. <laughs> the money is on the screen, barely. I I don't feel. I feel like this movie looks cheap. Like I understand the way visual effects work. I understand like a lot of money went into it just because of the sheer quantity that's on the screen.
1: That wasn't real lava, Steven. <laughs> but,
0: but there's no moment in this movie where I feel like it gets the details right in in the sense that it feels like a non-cheap movie. To me this feels like a a rushed cheap movie where they're like we got all the budget in the world. We're going to make things but we're not going to tune anything. Like we're not going to make anything look good or interesting. We're just going to make like a whole lot of it and then pile lava on top. <laughs> mm-hmm. Cuz it doesn't slow down to enjoy the dinosaurs at all, I don't feel. That's I feel that, like dinosaurs that's the are whole
1: thing, Stephen is dinosaurs you can't are either see.
0: passed out or they're like running as fast as they can.
1: Um, the whole joke of the first Jurassic Park was that like they kept wanting to see dinosaurs, and the dinosaurs were all asleep or not in their cages or yeah. off doing other things. Sure. Uh, uh hello. We are going to have some dinosaurs on this dinosaur tour. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, so Stephen desperately wants to get into. Uh, a spoiler segment for this episode. So why don't we why don't we get to verdicts first, and we can close it out for people who don't want to have this ridiculous film spoiled for them, and then for everybody who wants to stick around with us, we'll continue on into spoilers. So for now, Stephen Miller, if you're going to give this a must-see, recommend with a caveat, wait for an old pass with the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it?
0: it must-avoid. I, I think <laughs> there's nothing... I, I said before when someone asked me, I think no one should see this movie. <laughs>
1: So you so you really, in a world where, like, we have continually gone to see Transformers films to do reviews, you would rather watch another Transformers film than have watched this film?
0: I'm sure I gave Transformers 5 a must-avoid also, so I'm being consistent here. Um, to me, this was on par with the Transformers feeling of just, like, why? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? These are one... Almost every movie I watch when I sit there I think I'm still glad I saw this. You know, I still feel <laughs> glad about it. This was one of those rare movies where I sat there thinking I don't know that I'm glad I saw this movie.
1: I I think this is the perfect example of the type of film that you're like that movie was dumb as fuck, but I kind of had fun with it. Um and I don't know a better way to sell it. I don't know that I can wholeheartedly recommend it, but if somebody was like Oh, I'm going to see it. Everybody tells me it's terrible. Is it that terrible? I would go, it's that terrible, but I also kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> like, I wouldn't dissuade somebody from going it. Um, so, it's a wouldn't dissuade <laughs> as my review. Um, I don't, I mean, if you're going to see it at all, this is another one. Like, if you're going to see it at all, you might as well see it in, uh, in a, in a, on a big screen with some good sound. Uh, because it w- it will add something to what you're watching, um, but I don't know that like, yeah, it's either like just skip it completely or see it in theaters. Mm. <laughs> so I'm gonna give it a recommend with a caveat.
0: <laughs> yeah, mine is a must avoid and two fuck Franklins. <laughs> oh my, he was in Paper Towns. That's kidding, Paper Town. Anyway, is that was it? a big revelation in my brain all of a sudden.
1: Oh, I'm guessing you didn't like him in that either.
0: He was fine in that. I'm not I'm not knocking the actor.
1: <laughs> uh, so anyways, mm-hmm. so there we go. My I may be giving it a little higher elevation than it needs to. But fuck it, I don't care. It's a big movie. It needs a big big rating. <laughs> uh it is it's really dumb. It's a dumb movie, but still I I enjoyed it.
0: So dumb. Plus
1: plus how can you have this type of discussion with people you know about how dumb shit is like we're going to get into in a few moments um, if you don't see it? Uh, so it, true. there is merit to having seen it. I must see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, so we're going to say goodbye and then uh, music's going to fade up. And when the music fades out, we're going to be in full-blown spoilers. So for now, Stephen Miller, people want to find you that the week. Where can they do that?
0: People can go to twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com.
1: People can find me at com or Twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at com, where you get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so in Overcast, in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. If you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at Twitter.com slash warning or like us at Facebook.com slash warning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack to Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, so hopefully you are enjoying that. Uh, That music is fading up right now, and when that music fades back away and you hear our sweet, sweet voices again, you'll know that it's spoiler territory and you should watch out, otherwise T-Rex is going to come out of nowhere and just eat you. So, be right back. Alright, we are back. This is Spoiler Territory. It's the after part of our show, a review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. We are talking full-blown spoilers, so uh, basically everything that happened in the film we're going to be talking about. So beware. If you don't mind the spoilers, continue with us. If you've already seen the film, continue with us. Everyone else, you have been warned. Stephen Miller, would you like to talk more about Maisie?
0: Yeah, sure. So... Do we want to start there, or do we want to go chronologically? I don't know how to tackle this movie.
1: I mean, this, the base is the thing that you teased earlier on in the episode, right, yeah. so it might might be worth sure. starting so, there.
0: So, so in the, in this movie, uh, there is a rich billionaire, not unlike another movie we saw recently, who has a good plan, but someone else might be trying to foil that plan. Um, Mr. Lockwood has a granddaughter named macy the grandfather to
1: flint lockwood who we know of
0: (laughs) cousin of guybrush threepwood and macy is a little girl who is rambunctious and playful and running around an empty mansion just living her life like we see her in peripheral kind of we don't really get to know much about her the first time we meet her, it's kind of meant to be a jump scare, sort of, for for no clear reason. Like she, she was like, it? yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. I think the the dude, the bad guy, <laughs> is uh, standing there, and she like, he hears some rustling, and he turns around and doesn't see anything, and then she like jumps out from the frame, and it, it's played as a.
1: That was the. It was the the old lady who's yeah. the the house. Yeah, the old lady, Keeper who slash is her wife there. of the guy. I could never tell whether she was. Yeah, why? Like, if she's the wife she of the guy, there.
0: why? Yeah, maybe maybe she's just the housekeeper. Yeah. Um. But anyway, Macy is this little girl. Her grandfather is dying. Um, she finds out that there's this evil plot going on where the the man, the the guy who was hired to run the foundation, is actually selling dinosaurs for a remarkably low amount of money, given that he's working for a billionaire. <laughs> so, so hold, hold on, I'ma get me ten million dollars.
1: <laughs> hold, hold on one second. Hold on. Hold on. So your complaint about Macy is just the plot she uncovers, and not the fact that she's a fucking clone.
0: No, I'm gonna get there. Okay. I, I'm just like trying. I'm trying to draw out her arc in the movie. She discovers this plot, this stupid plot that we'll get into, does that thing where she tries to tell her grandpa, and then after two seconds gives up because he simply won't hear it. He simply won't hear it.
1: But even if she told him he was going to die another scene later anyway, so yeah. it's not like it would have helped anything.
0: Grandpa gets smothered by a pillow. <laughs> she finds out. She's sad about it for like three seconds probably. She finds out she's a clone for no reason <laughs> at all. Because she is a clone, she feels compelled to free all the dinosaurs at the end. Cause they're, they're just like me. They're like Macy. <laughs> all the dinosaurs they are just like little Macy, who we love so much. To me, to me, she. I'm not trying to nitpick her. Like every single thing that she's in is stupid. But the whole movie is stupid. But to me, she's just reflective to me of how awful the script is and how like nonsensical and i don't mean because it's not rational or not well motivated i just don't know i don't know who she's for i don't know what any of those reveals are for why do we meet her why do we learn that she's a clone why do we have her press the button instead of bryce dallas howard at the end like i just don't get it i don't know what this movie wanted to do and and she's there to be almost eaten by the dinosaur so she plays the kind of haunted house she's the little kid to whom haunted house tropes are happening to but i just didn't buy i didn't care about macy fuck macy
1: i so she doesn't add anything to the story other than to be a character who's running from dinosaurs as you said like i think that if she was just the actual granddaughter of that guy story didn't have to change at all like Having this stupid, like, clone bullshit story is fucking ridiculous, especially in a world where, like, as I said in the actual uh, episode, where uh, people are are afraid of this, quote, endangered species, even though the species isn't, quote, endangered because they can fucking, quote, clone them. (laughs) That might have been one too many quotes, but I'm doing them for for effect. Like, this – there is no danger – like, sure – Blue has a personality, and there is a reason for people to like that individual dinosaur. Fucking random brachiosaurus that just, like, melts in the lava or whatever. Nope. That doesn't fucking—who cares? So let's talk about that scene. Who the fuck that is scene, that dinosaur? Because
0: that scene happens the moment Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard and their sidekicks get on the boat. Immediately, they get on this boat. The, the enemy, the people who left them to die— are clearly going to try to kill them, are on. They barely make it onto the boat, and immediately they all just get out of the car and turn around and solemnly watch as, like, well, a brontosaur so, cries. <laughs> so, so, and they tear up. They're, like, surrounded by other people in this, like, outfit that are against them, like, are so, not here, their so, friends. Here, and they're all just like,
1: here's the thing. Not
0: the brontosaurus!
1: Here's the thing. This is a group of mercenaries... Or like they're, they're they're essentially it's it's some sort of mercenary type group that is just hired hands to facilitate a job. The, the one guy who's the evil bad guy who gets his arm eaten later on, uh, and also his the rest of him eaten. Uh, <laughs> that guy has his own stupid agenda. Like he's just collecting dinosaur bones. Like. That's okay. So, first of all, that's the other fucking stupid thing is like at the beginning, we're like, well, we have to get this bone from the bottom of the ocean because that's where DNA is, even though, like, for some reason, none of it's left in the lab. But Mm -hmm. this one individual bone has everything we need in it. Cool. Whatever. Let's ignore that. Right. But we established that people want dinosaur bones because dinosaur bones have dinosaur material in them, and dinosaur material can be used to make more dinosaurs. Right. This other guy's fucking obsession with dinosaur teeth has nothing to do with it's. It's like there's no big reveal that he's connected to Dotson and yeah, like he's, he's trying he's to like deliver the teeth yeah. to someone else. Like right? it'd be one thing if it was like, oh, not only is this rogue group inside of the John Hammond escape or whatever, uh, like, uh, like not only is there this rogue group there who's trying to sell dinosaurs as fucking weapons or whatever the bullshit idea they had was to like other world powers i don't know what the hell is going on over there not only is there that dumb plan maybe this other guy is still continuing the plan from the first jurassic park to try to like embryos didn't work in the lost world book uh it was all about trying to steal dinosaur eggs and i'm like fuck it embryos didn't work dinosaur eggs didn't work what if we just stole dinosaur teeth from the dinosaur exhibits and like if there was like a third organization that was trying to get their own dinosaur clones i'd be like cool this is a weird spider web of stupid dinosaur plot fine but like the fact that it's no this guy just likes dinosaur teeth and the other dumb thing too about that is like you can't even make a cool dinosaur necklace because all the dinosaurs are different sizes so their teeth don't even match like there's no he just has a fucking handkerchief maybe he could buy a
0: real necklace if he got his goddamn bonus
1: nice uh but yeah so there's there's a ton of stupid bullshit that guy okay okay, so his
0: desire to get a tooth too leads to one of the dumbest scenes in the movie which i don't mind this one this is fine this is like in the realm of dumb i'm okay with yeah where he walks into the cage that this like absolutely vicious killing machine this dinosaur that was trained to be a killing dinosaur is and like he just like leaves it unlocked And it is just like tugging on the tooth. It's the dumbest way to die. It's the dumbest way to let.
1: In his defense, Steven, if one Trank dart can take out a Chris Pratt, you have to know that two Trank darts can take out a nano Velociraptor. Mm. What is the name of the stupid thing? I keep like making up the name. I don't remember. It's It's
0: Indo... Indo... The raptor, Indoraptor. Indo-Raptor.
1: Indo-Raptor, yeah, Indo-Raptor. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, I like mm-hmm. Nano Velociraptor, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. the Indoraptor, um, which I think just means that I he, he likes the
0: outdoor raptor.
1: <laughs> I think it just means that when he bites at you, his face hits the ground and he flips over frontward. Um, oh, he
0: doesn't sleep outside, he's an Indoraptor. <laughs> uh,
1: Jesus, uh, but anyways, like, so, like, it, it,
0: can we talk about the yeah. let, let's talk about the thing the movie clearly doesn't have any thoughts on at all but shoves in our face too much not to talk about the ethics of the dinosaur lives do the dinosaur lives are they worth saving are they like a thing that we should be concerned about it's very similar to the droids being brought up in solo where droid rights are suddenly brought up in a way that is a little bit disturbing when you think about like in that very movie like multiple droids explode and we laugh like because it's just comic relief well
1: so so i i there is an interesting idea there that, like, these are technically endangered species and we should treat them like other endangered species. I don't know if we have, like, albino rhinos beneath uh, volcanoes and we decide to go, like, take them uh, and then move them to some place else where there's no volcanoes. Maybe we have organizations that do that with the help of the government funding or something now. But the the idea of it was at least fine with me that, like... These creatures are there. We're not trying to like pollute the world with them. But, like, I, f- first of all, I don't know why a private company wouldn't be able to just go in there and move them anyways. Um, and if there were laws that govern the inability of them to be trafficked somewhere else, then those same laws would govern the protection of yeah. them too. So it's like, it's, it's like a cyclical thing where it's like either anybody should be able to just take a boat and move them somewhere else or nobody should be allowed to move them because they are protected. I, I, right. I, I'm fine with the idea of like, hey, these are now living creatures. Sure, we brought them back through cloning, but they do exist. They are living beings Oh, I'm, I'm
0: fine with the idea. I think a movie with like any point of view at all could have done something with that idea. What what I find odd here is at the opening of the movie, Bryce Dallas Howard cares a lot about dinosaurs. Chris Pratt doesn't. Like he almost doesn't go he's certainly ignoring the news he's not that into going to the island to rescue them uh, the, all of this love for blue or whatever apparently was very dormant for the last eight years because it the, the like conversation that he, they he have, had to
1: watch the youtube video of him playing with blue and then he's like oh i do yeah, love that little guy i
0: do like yeah yeah, yeah you're my boy blue um <laughs> so anyway he has that moment they kind of flip-flop they go to the island they're in awe they love the dinosaurs. Bryce Dallas Howard, not long after that, is trapped in an area with a dinosaur coming for them in the pipe pretty sure they purposely just like shut the door so it can burn in lava underground so it can't attack them so clearly their lives are more important than the dinosaur lives like at any moment when their lives are threatened they are happy to kill a dinosaur nobody cares at all about killing dinosaurs if they're going to eat franklin also
1: that is not a real dinosaur that is oh no that's not the genetically no that's a real dinosaur that's a real dinosaur yeah
0: that's that's a real one um the the scenes where they're all trying to escape the island, clearly beyond feeling sad for the Brontosaurus, there's no general sadness for all the other dinosaurs that they were just passing in the lava. Nobody is acting like that was a grand tragedy. They're just glad to be off the island. Cut to the boat. All of a sudden, getting a blood transfusion for Blue is the most important thing in the world. It, it stops the plot. There's no fear about where they're going or whether they're going to be caught. It all just becomes this, like, wacky little slapstick for how do we get blood to save Blue, who all four of us are weeping incredibly over because we love Blue so much.
1: But also, this is not like... Blue didn't get hit by a pellet from the volcano. Blue was shot by an evil man. Yeah. And they know that the evil man needs them. And they know that they're only not being killed because they are needed to save Blue. So it's it's like a... it is a is a Russian nesting doll, if you will, of, like, e- evilness that is leading to them, like, having to go to this thing.
0: I, I mean, like, there's a version of this where that becomes, like, the scene, to like, toward the end of Indiana Jones or Tomb Raider, to give a more recent example, where the bad guy needs something from you. And therefore, you are doing what you wanted to do anyway, but you're doing it under duress. And that can add some complications. Except only one out of the four people like giving blue a blood transfusion are known to be there. The rest are stowaways and they could just try to rescue the girl. They could free her. Nobody is acting at all. Like they're nobody knows who anyone is in this movie. It's like they just stopped the whole movie to be on a boat for a while.
1: But, but so you're saying that from the audience perspective, but remember, I, I think I was trying to go into this point earlier and then we veered off into something else. But this is a group of, uh, mercenaries, who are hired to do a job, outside of the main evil guy, no one knows, no one else knows the roster of the ship. They already know there are some randos here that have specialized talents and whatever. Nobody knows who was in that one clearing that got betrayed and left behind to die. All they know is like, oh, some other people that aren't wearing our uniform— uh, but that's why, I like, the one guy when he's like, oh, are you on the ship? Here, take this shit and go with us. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like a thing where, like, it's easy to blend in because nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, right?
0: Okay, sure. I feel like narratively speaking, it's very, very weird to suddenly change gears like that. Um, because then, cut two later, they're all on land again. Um, they're driving in a caravan. They're going to go to the police. And now the universe has caved in again and now yeah, they are on the, the run one guy
1: discovered them yeah, the, yeah sure, the, the one guy saw them
0: i just feel like their behavior doesn't belie the way like people would behave if they knew that this is the situation is that there's a guy out to get them and an evil plan unfolding and they're the only ones who can stop it but anyway also
1: i assume there was like blue was in the vehicle they had right or somebody wasn't or were they back in the original vehicle that had nothing in it i don't know because <laughs> i assume like when they're in that caravan they're like oh Look, that road leads to the city. Let's go get help. I assume there was a dinosaur in the truck, right? So they were just gonna drive into a city with a fucking dinosaur in the truck and then abandon the truck to go get they help? They are
0: definitely the team like Team America in this movie. They make everything worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I also don't know about the field of paleo veterinarianism or whatever like what, oh, what
1: that field does not exist. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not an expert in that field, but I don't think the way healing someone works is like you get just a big jug of some blood somewhere and squirt it in him, and then tearfully say, "He's gonna make it. He's well, gonna if, be okay."
1: I mean, come on, Stephen. Don't you know anything about about medical stuff? If you lose <laughs> a lot of blood, you got to put more blood back in,
0: and then immediately you're gonna be okay.
1: <laughs> the blues problem was was twofold. One, the bullet was still in her him, uh, yeah. and two. Lots of blood was gone, mm-hmm. fixed both problems, took the bullet Duh. out, put more blood in, like, boom. Also, everyone knows that if you have the same amount of toes, then the blood is the same. Mm-hmm. There's no, like, positive and negative, like, there's this... It's all like, toes in the animal kingdom. What kind of blood are you? Oh, three-toe blood. Cool, me too. <laughs> Let's give me some of that.
0: Cut off a toe. <laughs> um, okay, so, the auction scene. Yes, where Captain America Doctor is auctioning off (laughs) (laughs) the dinosaurs for... This is a minor nitpick, but again, this is a foundation for a billionaire. The amount of money it takes to get giant ships with crews like that to some far-off island to transport dinosaurs, yeah way more than $10 million. Yeah. $10 Ten million dollars is like one percent of what Instagram sold for. Like, like that's nothing.
1: But see, because the whole point apparently was that this was all for genetically created. This is more all dinosaurs. seed funding for a new no. startup. No, no, no. Think about it this way: what if whatever the price was was actually just a monthly royalty that they paid to have access to the genetic material of that dinosaur? So when you're like bidding for ten million, that's ten million a month. Mm-hmm. That those numbers add up, Stephen. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That I, that's some revenue. That's how
0: you scale, baby.
1: <laughs> I mean, if you're making if you're making uh, you know, how many dinosaurs did they have? They're like 40-50? 11. Uh, they had 11. No, they had 11 species.
0: Lo- yeah, sure. 11 species.
1: I mean, at the very least, they were doing it Noah's Ark style, right? That's true. Uh, well, actually, they weren't, because everyone knows all the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park are female. Um, so, so they wouldn't be able to no Ark that bitch. They would have had to just have one of each of the 11 species. But maybe they had... No, because there were some baby ones, right? There was like the, the big Triceratops and the little Triceratops. Yeah, there was a baby Triceratops yeah.
0: somewhere.
1: Um, so we can assume any- it's 11 species, but like, they had a bunch of ships, so they had more things. Not all the I- animals on the island had... Like, like There weren't like 50 T-Rexes running around around right so there was just the one t-rex but that's just what they got um but yeah so i i think that you know say say uh, it could have been royalty based
0: so uh, can we pause for a second and say that like eventually someone should learn that their cages aren't good enough to keep these dinosaurs in?
1: hey the the (laughs) t-rex technically didn't get out of its cage right? yeah but
0: like the little headbutt baby dinosaur all he needed was motivation to break all of the cages that like he was in um anyway that brief aside whatever Dinosaur auction is going on. We feel sad for the dinosaurs here. It's bad. We feel so sad that Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard are willing to, like, go unleash dinosaurs in a sea of humans so they can kick ass and, like, kill people (laughs) to stop this auction from happening Maybe because they have to contain the dinosaurs, but it's not totally clear what they're trying to do other than thwart the plan of whatever evil thing is going on. They, like they, they only... open ca- they open things to let dinosaurs run amok in this movie to like cause distractions and drive away human beings.
1: They open the cages only after the gas is filling up. The, he he releases the one headbutting dinosaur, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure that it isn't till later when they're like. Oh shit, toxic gas, and she's like, I can open the cages, and they're all in the, the main room, and she's like,
0: I could open the outside. <laughs> I feel like they I feel like they unleashed more dinosaurs than that, but the headbutting one is like violent. Like it's knocking, like
1: Oh yeah, people get fucked up by yeah, that. People
0: get really fucked Which up. Which is kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> um so anyway, we're supposed to feel bad for the dinosaurs there, except for Indoraptor. Indoraptor is the villain. It can't help that it's the villain. It was created genetically. It's just trying to live its life, and yet nobody could be happier than when it impales itself on a fucking triceratops skeleton. I mean, uh, Macy's smiling and laughing. They're making jokes. Franklin is down there calling up asking if they're going to be okay. Everybody's just having the time of their life in front of this giant dinosaur carcass. I mean, before they switch cry. gears again to crying about whether dinosaurs are going to die. And r-
1: r- once again... We we can feel sad about humans dying on the planet, and then not feel sad about bad humans dying on the planet, right? Like the
0: dinosaur is not bad; it just was made to be violent. Like, isn't that what we learned from the T Rex and all these other things that are semi villainous in other movies? And now we're supposed to feel bad for them? um... Like a dinosaur is gonna kill. Like Blue kills multiple people in this movie, but we're cool because that's his nature. Like somebody shot at him; he got scared; he got. He fought back. This is the nature of dinosaurs. They kill.
1: That's different than like, like you can still be like, hey, these dinosaurs that weren't hurting anybody should get to live. When there's a dinosaur that's clearly just hurting people, it dying is like, well, cool, the the hurting dinosaurs. I mean, it's like the Hitler of dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah. If it falls and impales itself on a Triceratops skeleton, maybe not such a bad thing.
0: Yeah, like how Hitler famously died by <laughs> impaling himself on a triceratops skeleton. Um,
1: you weren't in that bunker.
0: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. The final scene. the t- The thing is, like, there's all these moments where they slow down and have big heartfelt moments with tears, just staring at the brontosaurus, they're, looking they're, at the dinosaurs. They're all
1: dumb. I agree with you. They're dumb.
0: Mm. <laughs> um, it's just like. Bryce Dallas Howard, I, I feel like her her moment of wanting to press the button and then deciding not to epitomizes how this movie has no fucking idea what it wants to say, right? Like, is she going to let them go? No. No, she won't let them go. Macy's going to let them go. And then we're all going to be glad that they're free as they storm outside to murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: are, do you think that you are actually supposed to be glad that they're free? No, the we're not. Film? We're not. Like, like, Chris Pratt is, like, saying to Bryce Dallas Howard, like, I know you want to do this, but don't fucking do it because it's stupid and you're going to kill a lot of people. And she's like, but I like dinosaurs. And then she makes the right decision, right? Like, Chris Pratt was like, you know, yo, girl, I'm going to let you do what you, what you got to do. You do you. But I just want you to know. I know we shared that sweet little hug and embrace as we slept in the back of that little caravan. But just so you know... I can't love you if you let those dinosaurs go. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but I got to do it. But nah, I love humanity more. And then she stops. Like, it, I, I don't know. I, no,
0: I, I don't think the movie expects us to be fist pumping and glad that the dinosaurs left. But we're also not supposed to be seeing it as like a satirical take or a Team America thing either. I think the movie has no idea what we're supposed to do. I think the movie, like... Either doesn't know or doesn't care how the audience is supposed to feel at any point in this movie. Yeah, it's just bringing up these concepts of like, should they be saved, yes or no, and then just like shitting all over them. Like, it, it, to me, it's just very strange. I can't, I can't imagine like the script being written and people looking at it and thinking, yeah, that's complete. <laughs> it's done. Let's it, let's ship it now.
1: It's 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 totally a silly send off to something that doesn't really make sense because Mm -hmm. even if we're still holding to like some West African frogs can spontaneously like if we're in this, if we're in this like life finds a way mentality while watching this, there's still no way for fucking 25 dinosaurs to take over the entire planet because they, they can't, they can't breed that fast. They're gonna, yeah, lots of people are going to die. Don't
0: forget. It's not just those 25, those dinosaurs at the very beginning, that we were shown for no reason. Time their moment to break into civilization at the exact same moment that these dinosaurs show up. Wait, what are you talking about? The like little swimmy dinosaur that ate the guy at the beginning of the movie. Oh, you talking he, about
1: the one giant fucking dinosaur? Yeah,
0: he finally make he makes it to the beach or whatever. Yeah, but
1: he can't reproduce. He's not an asexual like a uh, freaking spawny whatever thing. Like it,
0: we don't know that. I don't know anything about these dinosaurs.
1: He's just gonna eat a bunch of surfers, and we can live without some of them.
0: <laughs> Amen.
1: Just kidding, surfers, we love you. Um, but no, I, I just mean that like there, there, like sure, there are big dinosaurs that are gonna kill lots of things. But it's not like all the dinosaurs escaped, went underwater, and drank a bunch of slusho, and now there's like. 11 Cloverfield monsters just trying to take over the planet, right? Like, it, it's, it's, there is no expectation that they can carry on. Like, what are they going to do? Like, really, they're not, they all have fucking trackers in their neck. Like, they're, not, they're really not also. First of all, you're going to sell them the world's superpowers. They all have tracking devices in their neck. Like, we're, we're just going to take out all that. Like, is that the other secret plot that's going to be revealed in, in the fourth one? We'll never know. When, like, Ethan Hunt has to try to f- track down the Velociraptor, so he can...
0: It's, also, it's weird to me that... So the whole premise, the reason that Chris Pratt even got involved, like, his character is even involved in this movie, the whole reason this whole plot happened is because, I guess, getting blue is very important. Because Blue is the secret to everything because Blue has this uncanny ability to listen to directions, listen to human instructions. And like as far as I can tell, that's the only reason any of this happened is they want, they want that sweet, sweet blue blood to mix with the Indo-raptor yeah, blood yeah, yeah. so they can get an obedient one. But is there any reason – like Blue isn't a different species, right? He's just another raptor. Like, it, why would it be a genetic thing in the blood that Chris I, Pratt happened to train him well after years and years of trying to train him?
1: Well, given that given that Blue had... I, my assumption is that some genetic aberration and that, like, Blue had some morph of some gene somewhere that allowed Blue to be super intelligent. And... Because the other raptors in Blue's pack didn't behave that way, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Blue could uh, could talk to the other raptors and get them to do what he she i, I don't do we know what blue is we don't know all, all the part all the animals in the rest are part female blue female the everything that like she uh like she could talk to the rappers uh, raptors and get them to act as a pack um but they didn't seem to have that characteristic to do that on their own so i i assume that it's something that happened in like some genetic marker inside blue that happened to happen on its own due to the problems with cloning and, and in blah, this blah, world blah. of
0: genetic engineering we can't make that happen that's the thing that's
1: dumb it's like everything is fucking synthetic anyways like in yeah. the first Jurassic Park, they talk about how like half of the the f- fucking dna that comes from it is all from frogs like you mm-hmm. don't need to go dig up the dinosaur bone you can just fucking 3d print this shit over here like once you've, like, fully mapped the genome of each of these dinosaurs, if you had the technology to completely create a dinosaur from scratch by taking pieces of all these other dinosaurs, you should be able to just make those genes from anything, right? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know how...
0: Anyway. That stuff none of the set pieces work for me. I Like, I'm thinking through the whole chronology of the movie. The closest it comes, some of it is kind of cartoonishly fun. Like, I guess the Indoraptor, like... Sneakily Freddy Kruegering into the bedroom window or whatever is kind of fun. The
1: Indo Raptor is pretty rad when it's just like running around. Like, it's, it's, it's like crazy. Like, imagine being a little kid watching this movie and you're that little girl. You're putting yourself in, the, in that little girl's place, just running and like barely escaping from. I
0: don't have to imagine. I saw a bunch of like really little kids with their parents in this movie and it was kind of fucked up.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. That's right. Those are real children, though, not clones. Right. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, any last thoughts, Stephen? No, no, I can't. I you can't. sure you don't have any more thoughts, Stephen? Because we're only halfway through the runtime of the film. So.
0: <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't even have quotes, I don't, I don't have anything to riff on. It's just Bear. It's a movie. Speaking it's of qu- I, qu- I saw the trailer for uh, The New Robin Hood. Now that looks fun. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. I'm in for that all the way. I need to. I need to catch up now.
1: <laughs> I just want to know how, like, the Kingsmen go back in time to be in, yeah. <laughs> in medieval times. <laughs> um, but, anyways, going back to quotes uh, in the in the in the bar when they're riffing and Chris Pratt's trying to figure out uh, who she's dating now. I, in the trailer, he says, is it a ventriloquist? you love a dummy? And in the movie, I feel like he doesn't add the you love a dummy part. I
0: don't even remember him trying to figure out who she's dating in the movie part. I remember it in the trailer part. In the movie part, I remember they cut to them badly over <laughs> about, oh, she's cracking up because he thinks that he left her and really she left him. And then, like, she says, you should join me on the island. And he says, no, but I can't. And she's like, but you can <laughs> and then the next day he's there It's like a Donald Trump conversation
1: <laughs> But you can
0: <laughs> The one The one good line Which is in the trailer of course Is Chris Pratt saying like I just want you to know if anything happens you mean, It's your fault here. I'm here yeah. Yeah, You're the reason I came here That was good, that was a good line
1: i and tug it
0: Recommend with a caveat. <laughs>
1: Alright well I think it's time to take off Thank you, Stephen, for indulging me.
0: <laughs> Thank you for trying to salvage the movie. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised. I thought you wouldn't be able to like get out of your head. It's, enough it's so, to find enjoyment I, I, in this movie. I think
1: it's dumb enough that I, I like, I finally achieved that thing that everybody talks about, where you can just turn off your brain in a movie. Where I was like, "Fuck this movie!" Like, she's a clone. Like, at least make her like like Dr. Sattler's daughter or something like that. Like, like do some, <laughs> do something that at least has some sort of significance. Like. Fucking oh! It's a clone of some dude's daughter I've never met. Oh, <laughs> great! <laughs> like, fucking, like what are we watching here? It is. It's so dumb. And like, uh, I, I, I was I was talking to somebody who hadn't seen the film, and, and I was just like. Like hasn't seen any of the Jurassic Park films, mm. and I was like, like, just talking, talking her through like just the stupid shit that happens in this movie, and she's was like, "Was cloning always a part of the storyline?" I was like, "Yeah, that's how dinosaurs sort of started." Like, so it's like it's not like a twist that like, oh, and by the way, we can clone shit. we were like,
0: "Yeah, you fucking clone shit." The last five movies.
1: <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, the only
0: way the Macy storyline could have been salvaged is if like. A reveal toward the end of the movie, we saw like just an army of Macy's that were being made in the basement, <laughs> <laughs> and they unleashed them on the <laughs> unleashed them on the Indoraptor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's so. So uh, the other day, we we're talking talking to Julius. And uh he was he, he was upset about the fact that like the original creature that they make in the last movie is already part Raptor and they want to combine it with blue to make it part more raptor um, but he didn't want to say that's exactly what was happening because I hadn't seen the movie yet so he said something he said something like whatever you do, don't look up what on Andromedus whatever whatever the, the, the other dinosaurs is made of. I'm like is it is it like? <laughs> Is it half breast Howard? <laughs> like my brain was going crazy. Like, why? Would, why? What possible twist could be in this movie? Um, it was kind of funny.
0: I am shipping Blue and Macy though for the next movie.
1: <laughs> Ugh. I don't know how any of that works.
0: <laughs> we gotta get more dinosaurs somehow.
1: Yeah, I will say. Last thing, one thing I did hate is the the homages to the first film's visual moments. Um, there were just so many moments that were ridiculous, like the flipped over like upside down jeep or whatever, yeah. the uh the trying to push down the thing as the raptor runs yeah. at you, the uh raptor on top of the table looking out over the room as you try yeah. to hide behind the table. Um, the T Rex coming at the last second and grabbing a thing and then going Rawr. Um, there were just these these constant homages to these like iconic moments from the other thing and they just don't add anything to this film it's like yeah yeah, yeah, we saw jurassic park we get it we see what you're doing here
0: yeah i felt the same and i think its use of score is similar where occasionally the original jurassic park score will come out a little bit and it's a great score like one of one of the best you know yeah and there are moments where it starts to play and i'll be like okay like if you can match this with a moment of grandeur and just like let me feel the Jurassic Park world again that'll be great and it just like hints at it and then it just like fizzles out again it's yeah. just like no I'm done
1: fizz- it fizz- goes, fizzles out like the ankles of their
0: <laughs> more swords. lava more lava <laughs> Uh,
1: anyways <laughs> should we go
0: I don't, I don't know i was I was just thinking about Lava the Pixar short now, trying to see if there's any connections there.
1: There's not even connections to the good dinosaur
0: that's. <laughs>